Bonjour, and of course, as you know, welcome back to Minus You. We are on week 10 now, double digits, with today's topic, self-respect. Now, at the end of the last episode, I said that this episode would be based off of a singular moment that started the thought, that put me into this topic, and we will talk about that in a moment. But let me make this note before we start. This episode is about my self-respect journey, not Nicholas's. I can't speak for his feelings, but maybe he felt the same way as well when everything fell apart, that he didn't feel loved and respected. I mean, he did cheat, so there is definitely a massive slash to my self-image in the end, but remember, there were mistakes that I made that hurt Nicholas's self-image and self-respect as well. So as you listen to this episode, Please remember, this is about my perspective and my experience in self-respect. I cannot speak for him. But just because I can't speak for him doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Just because it is really hard for me sometimes does not mean that he doesn't have the right to feel hurt or whatever he feels. This podcast is called Minus You for a reason, though. Not plus you or with you or equals you or anything like that. Over about three years, as Nicholas and I's relationship evolved, I begged for love and effort. In the end, I received the opposite. I moved home to Oregon, and Nicholas had another girl in his bed, excuse me, the bed that I bought him, within the month after I was gone. It was like I didn't even exist. This was devastating. I had to unpack my U-Haul into my dad's home, where Nicholas and I were supposed to live. I had to unpack my wedding dress and stare at it, not having any clue what I was going to do with it, much less a clue what to do with my life now that I was no longer going to be with Nicholas and be his wife. I connected with people when I got home, and someone who who I had feelings for for a long time asked me out, and so I said yes. And I thought, oh, maybe this is the answer, that God was bringing this person back to me, that everything was going to be awesome, which was most definitely not the case. But nonetheless, the point is, I had to get ready for a first date for the first time in three years. Now, I never, ever thought I would have to do this again for the rest of my fucking life. I was running around the house, unpacking clothes boxes, trying to find what I was wearing, and doing my hair and makeup, and then I was ready. And I went to the bathroom to put a necklace on, and I saw myself. Alone. For the first time in three years. Here I was, some stranger staring back at me who was looking all dressed up and pretty. I didn't even know who she was. I just stood there and cried. Who was this girl? She wasn't how I felt inside. She wasn't who I still wanted to be. Like, who the fuck is this? I was a stranger to myself, my soul, even to my own outer image. I lived with this feeling for months. I felt like an absolute imposter. I felt like maybe I would wake up from this nightmare. But every morning I woke up 3,000 plus miles away from my, well... (laughs) whatever he was to me now, 3,000 miles away from Nicholas. In just two weeks, I had gone from wedding planning, moving with my husband-to-be, establishing a life with the person who was supposed to protect me and love me, 
in those two weeks, I had wound up completely alone, tossed aside, abandoned, and in a place that I came to hate quite quickly. I felt like I was 21, but 35. No one truly understood. People cared, people listened, but, but all they could come up with was just this sad conclusion that the only thing they could give me was some form of pity, because it truly was just a sad, ugly mess. Not only could I not recognize myself, I couldn't feel. I couldn't cry. I began to blame myself for what happened. That if I had just fought harder, that if I hadn't left, if I had put out more, then Nicholas wouldn't have gone out looking for it. If I had just... you fill in the blank. I started counseling again, which helped a bit. And one night, after I got in a pretty serious car accident and my cat was missing, who was actually dead, I didn't find him until 10 days later, I got incredibly drunk. Quick disclaimer, I do not recommend using alcohol to process your feelings. The evening started off with me laughing and playing Fortnite with cheap rum, and ended up with two-thirds of the bottle gone and my soul lying next to me on the floor, disguised as countless tears. I cried for like four hours straight that night, and I hadn't cried since I actually drove away from the house Nicholas and I had. For some reason, it was the only way that I could release it. I was really depressed for a long time. Sometimes I still do feel really depressed. My life turned to some, into some hellish, some fever dream. Over time, tears, similar nights like the one that I mentioned, I came across a photo of myself that my friend had taken of me. It was a photo of me at sunset with my favorite DJ's sweater on. His name's Maddion, by the way, if you want to look him up. It was a pretty photo of me. For the first time in a while, I recognized myself, or at least who I was now. And I didn't hate her. She wasn't exactly a stranger or a best friend, but she was me. My value, my image of myself, had been completely destroyed over the past three, four months. I was slowly acknowledging that I would need to pick up the pieces and start fresh myself. Because the person who was holding my image had shattered it for me. The person who was supposed to protect and see my value I made the mistake of placing this completely in my future husband's, who I thought was, in Nicholas's hands. Humans fuck up. Nicholas fucked up. I fucked up. I was suffering not just for his choice, but my mistake and where I placed my value. At counseling sessions continued, and lots of walks with my last gift from Nicholas, which was my, they're still my favorite thing ever, my prized Beats headphones on, I took time to see what I thought of myself. My identity, I had placed being Nicholas's girlfriend, fiance, and wife. I prided myself on this. I lived this. The house, the caretaking, the love, the effort. All of it aligned with my identity for so long. That's why this was so hard. My identity and my worth lied in Nicholas. Oops. <laughs> I let myself take in and deal with so much. I put my worth in the hands of who I thought was my man, my protector, my forever. But instead, I placed the value of myself into the hands of a human who changed his mind in an instant. Here is another dangerous idea that I had lived by as well. I loved Nicholas more than I loved myself. 
Madeline took a back seat. And some days, Madeline took the frickin' trunk space in her own heart while Nicholas was in the driver's seat. Oops. <laughs> Sometimes we love someone, we love them more than we love ourselves. Sure, this may feel like love because it's this like putting others' needs before your own, which is great when the other person is doing this as well. But when someone is walking all over you on occasion and you're subconsciously like, well, this is love, this is fine. For example, Nicholas took the house from me and left. And I was like, oh no, I better go get my man. <laughs> like, just like I had done on occasions before that he would leave me. And I would like suit up for battle to fight to get him back. This does not mean that if someone wrongs you that you should just run away and give up. But I think with the severity, I think you understand what I mean. I could blame Nicholas and say, you made me feel this way. And yes, in some ways he did. But I can't remedy that. He won't speak to me. This isn't an action that I can change. I am only in charge of myself. Speaking of only being in charge of ourselves, I let Nicholas do this to me. I just let myself go. I let myself love him more than I loved myself. I made the choice to love him more than I loved me. So with that understanding, I have had to learn how to retrain my brain. And I hate it. I hate it. It's so hard sometimes. I have had to redefine my value in myself because I'm not with Nicholas anymore. I am not going to be a wife soon. Redefining also does not mean that I can just look in the mirror and call myself discarded, rejected, because those are words and values that still lie in Nicholas. So what I have done, what I have learned to do, is to get back to Madeline. A motto I live by now is that I am in the process of reclaiming my dreams. Being Nicholas's wife was a dream that lived with Nicholas and I. That's gone. But Madeline, Madeline's dreams? Oh boy, I got to accomplish a lot of them. But that does not mean at all that I am done. Doing this means that you have to, like I had to, and still actively have to do sometimes, I have to let the us dreams, the Nicholas and I dreams, the us dreams die. It is incredibly hard to lose forever. Forever is so short but you have to find yourself again. It's a really hard and long journey to reclaim, rebuild myself. Reclaim Madeline, just Madeline. But you guys, I have big plans for myself, big. I'm not sharing these with you until my epilogue episode, unfortunately since I do have some listening ears on this podcast that don't necessarily need to know what I am up to yet, but I cannot wait. I really can't. The day I wrote this episode, I was sitting at work in Oregon on May 28th, and it has taken me almost seven months to reclaim my dreams. Only in the last two weeks of May did I really get opportunities from God for just me, for just Madeline. It doesn't make it easier, per se. Of course, I still miss Nicholas. But Nicholas is gone. There will be lots of elaboration on this last comment in episode 15. I am here. I am not going anywhere. So I might as well take the time 
to love myself. A quick word of advice for couples on this, since this episode is kind of focused more on singleness and learning to be alone with yourself, this doesn't mean that you can't do this in a relationship. Similarly to episode four, activities we don't love, take time to remember and write out things that you love that belong to each of you as individuals. You can still pour yourself into a relationship. In fact, you really should. If you are empty, it's also really hard to fill somebody else up when you're running on E. As partners, you can encourage each other to do things that you really love. Doing it together is awesome. Doing it apart is cool too. You just have to remember you're doing this for yourself and to fill your heart and soul. It cannot be completely filled by your partner. It is not fair to expect this from your partner as well as it is not fair to yourself. Because if your partner doesn't meet this expectation that's completely unrealistic, you will suffer. Whether or not you are with somebody, you have got to love yourself enough to keep in yourself, in your heart and mind. This isn't a warning or something morbid, but people are people. We screw up, we make mistakes, we change our mind, and these things can seriously affect somebody, like hugely. So when your partner makes a mistake, so your world doesn't come crashing down if you're protecting your heart and your mind. Or in my case, when Nicholas just changed his mind about me or went back and forth all the time, you don't end up on the floor in the kitchen crying for hours. All true, but meme stories aside, protect your heart, your value, and your self-respect. The only one who can truly save you is you. I will see you next week for the 11th episode of the after chapter of Minus You, which is People Change. And we did. An episode that stems from one of the last things I heard Nicholas say to me. Until next week, adios. Adios.